Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,382. Today on Cars Yeah, I'm celebrating the 23rd annual Ironstone Concour that takes place on September 28th at the beautiful Ironstone Vineyards in Murphys, California. To learn more about this fantastic event, go to ironstoneconcour.org. What doesn't kill you will make you stronger. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Minneapolis, Charles Test. Hey, Charles, are you ever buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I am. All right. And I happen to know a little secret. I know one of the race cars he drives has no seat belts, and we're going to learn a little bit about that. So we're not buckled up today, but we're holding on, and we're going to have some fun. Charles Test is part of the Ragtime Racers, a group the racer Brian Blaine has put together, where he runs Blaine Motorsports Foundation. There, Charles helps research the various automobiles that they restore. Charles is the great-grandson of Charles E. Test, one of the founders of the National Motor Vehicle Company in Indianapolis, Indiana, way back in 1900 through 1924. He graduated from Minneapolis College of Art and Design in 1978, and he lives in Minneapolis. He got into motorcycles, and his first bike was a 38 Harley-Davidson knucklehead. He's had Nashes and Studebakers and Edsels and a Chevy pickup. He started the website Chuckstoyland.com in 2006, where he shares his incredible collection of historic postcards and photos. Charles got into vintage racing in 2014 as a mechanician, we're going to learn what that term means, with Brian in a 1911 national racer that Charlie Mertz drove to a 7th place finish in the first Indy 500. And today, Charles pilots his own 1911 National Speedway Roadster. By the way, I got to ride in that car about a year ago at the first time I visited Ironstone, and I can tell you, oh my gosh, was that an adventure. We're going to learn about that too. So Charles, I've told our listeners uh, a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and a very obvious passion you have for very old automobiles? 
Well, I've always been uh, enamored with history. I thought there was a lot of information and a lot of knowledge to learn from history because people are always repeating history. So there's a lot to learn from the past. Um, I come from Indianapolis, so there's the automotive capital of the world. And uh, my family's involved with automobiles, automobile parts. And uh, I just, I got along better with cars than I did with motorcycles. I'm safer on four wheels than two. <laughs> yeah, we all are. Back, in, sure. back when I was young, car, you know, car, you could get a used car, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks cheap, and then fix it up and get it to run. Usually they were towed home, mind you. And over the many years, they eventually got restored, and uh, and I would drive them until the next one came by, and you get the next car you love, and and uh, sooner or later you you let those go too. In 2014, I was lucky that my friend John was talking to Brian Blaine, who said he needed a mechanician for the Monterey Historics in 2014. A mechanician is a riding mechanic, the passenger in an early race car. They watched what was going on. They watched the wheels. They pumped the gas. They checked the oil. Oil uh, was flowing. And sometimes they put out fires and did other emergency maneuvers. And I thought I was going to be Brian's mechanician for a number of years until 2015 when a 1911 National Speedway Roaster, my dream car, came up for auction at Hershey. And I bought it and went to racing school, race driving school in 2016. And I've been driving ever since. You know, this is such a fun story. And, and I tell you, that day that I got to ride with you was really a dream come true. Uh, it was so cool. I got to be a mechanician, probably the worst mechanician on the planet. But I did do a pretty good job. I kept pumping the fuel pressure. I kept us going. I watched that gauge so carefully. I probably missed a lot of the view. But uh, I certainly had a spectacular time. Up until then, that was the oldest car I had ever driven in, although I did get to ride in a 1913 Rolls-Royce during the Tour de Elegance this year at Pebble Beach, which was a little different than your car, uh, maybe a little bit more more cushy, but uh, definitely interesting and definitely fun. So uh, I can't thank you enough, Charles, for that spectacular morning that we spent together in your car. It was just absolutely brilliant. We're going to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been part of your life, perhaps. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Charles, take the wheel. Well, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. Ah, yeah. The hard way. (laughs) I've heard that before. How does that relate to your life around old cars? Well, it doesn't really relate to old cars so much. I've had good luck with them. Usually it has to do with other individuals in my past. Oh, yeah. I learned a lot from in a negative way, but hopefully it'll inoculate me for the future. You know, this is true. And we all have people that come and go into our lives. And I always say this, my regular listeners will know this. You know, my mom always used to say, most good moms would say to their kids, be careful who you make friends with, hang out with good people. And it works in in life as you get older too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It just, uh, how Law, how steep is your learning curve? <laughs> yeah. How much do you want to repeat? You talked about repeating history uh, in the past. Yeah. And you know, the thing I've learned over time is when you're younger, your intuition kind of tells you that this is probably not the right person to be with. And if you learn from that, hopefully you'll identify those folks much quicker and not invite them into your lives. Yes. And I have done that lesson now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, I would love for you to share a story that instigated this passion you have for cars. I mean, with the family history you have, it's quite phenomenal. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that, like many in your family, you were going to be a car guy too? Well, my my first car was my dad's 1965 Mustang, and I really enjoyed that. It was a, a 289 V8 with four on the floor. Drove that during high school and then and during college. I enjoyed that a great deal. Later on, I used to read underground comics, Zap Comics, and Mr. Natural was always cruising around in some really cool-looking cars. I thought they were cartoon cars. They turned out to be real. Nash's, Hudson's, Studebaker's, and the like. I said, oh, I can buy these and have them myself. So that's what I started to do. Various people would know of my interest in old cars. Oh, you've got to buy this car. Oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. You've got to buy it. You've got to buy it. So I, if they were cheap enough, I usually did and fixed them up in my driveway and uh, drove them for a good while. I still have a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Old cars are definitely something that runs through your veins, that's for sure. I always like to talk about a big challenge or a failure that people face in their lives. And the reason I bring this up is not so much to drum up old, bad memories, but more to share with others that there was a great learning lesson with this situation. So walk us through maybe one of those that happened to you and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career and your life and your business. Well, that would have been my days as a uh, real estate, real historic real estate developer and a landlord back in the 80s and 90s in Minneapolis. What I learned was that housing is extremely political. There are a thousand and one things beyond your control. People, taxes, regulations, economic times, interest rates, just a lot of things beyond your control that even if you did your very best, to be a good landlord, you could still end up losing big time. And uh, I'm very happy with Vintage Racing that I'm hanging, hanging out with very good, honest people. And that when you fix something, it'll stay fixed for a while until the next race, at least. But it, it's something within your control. And because if you work hard and do it right, it'll, it'll keep working. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my father worked in that world a bit. He was an architect and eventually did some developments uh, and things, projects that he designed and build. And in my first career, I worked in advertising and I worked with a lot of developers, a lot of brokers. And if that's one thing I learned working with those guys and watching their businesses is definitely that. And I remember a huge downturn in the economy when all these young guys that were driving nice cars and wearing the best suits. And I used to look at them and they were clients of mine. And I'd think maybe that's the career I should add. These guys have much better cars than me. All of a sudden, everything collapsed and all these investments went south and they lost everything. It was really a sad time. And it wasn't their fault. These guys worked their tails off. But you know what? The economy can throw a nasty curve at real estate, can it? Uh, It sure can. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing you can do about it. Nope. And for guys like you and I, we're about the same age bracket here. Uh, you know, we know these things are going to come and go and they do repeat themselves. You talked about history. Yes. It, it does come back. You know, we've there had are a, cycles. Yes. Yeah, there are cycles and we've had a pretty good run here. But uh, yeah, caveat emptor, buyer beware. So uh, stick to old cars. <laughs> Maybe you'll have, <laughs> you'll have a more fun. Well, let's talk about your first really special car. You talk about that Mustang you had, but I want you to talk about the first car you acquired 
that was really special to you? Something you went, wow, I finally got this thing. And maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. Well, gosh, well, my dream car was the 1911 National, which wasn't until 2015, or probably a dozen or more before that, 50s cars primarily. Yeah. When you found that car, what kind of condition was it in? I mean, it's beautiful right now. And and it it runs amazing. I'll tell you something, Charles, sitting there and watching you drive that car, and we were in that car for two or three hours. It was a long drive. And there's there's no casual driving a car like a 1911 <laughs> National. I mean, you are working your tail off the whole time. Well, you need to pay attention all the time. Yeah. Well, the condition was, well, it was built at the auction is restored, quote, quote, restored. Which, uh, but then when it came across the auction block, it was smoking like a smokescreen from a naval destroyer. <laughs> so that made us wonder, but I wanted it, so I kept bidding. Yeah, and it turned out to be uh, it was not restored. Of course, and yeah. restorations had to go through the car one hundred percent to make it d- drivable, runnable, and safe to race. Yeah, and they did. They did a great job. You know, racing a car like that, I'm imagining you go, I went to racing school, I raced vintage cars, but I raced cars from the early 60s, open wheel, Lotus, uh, closed wheel sports racer, a Lola T290. A car like a 1911, when you were going to racing school, did you tell them what you were planning on racing? And I'm wondering what their reaction was. Well, yes, I told them what I was up to, that I was going to be driving a 1911 National, and they just sort of looked at me funny and scratched their heads and... I should have had a picture with me. Yeah, I, yeah, so I, I think so. I pictures after I graduated. This is what I'm driving now, guys. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's an amazing automobile. Uh, let me ask you this from the uh, the standpoint of racing a car like that. Um, I mean, they don't go super fast, but you feel like you're going 10 times faster than you are. At least I felt that way sitting in that car. You feel very exposed, very open. Uh, the car's moving around a lot. Your hands were just going, you know, we're Skyping so he can see what I'm doing. They were just sawing the wheel. And it wasn't because he was trying to drift through corners or anything. And I think the biggest thing with that car I, I noticed was braking. So when you take that out on a course like Laguna Seca, what's your mindset there? How do you manage that, a vehicle, a beast like that? Well, brake first and then turn into the turn um, <laughs> and downshift yeah. if you can. You get used to it. I mean, yeah. I have a I have a foot brake and I have a lever brake. You just learn, you know, this is the momentum I'm going. This feels safe. Yeah. For me, I'm a I'm a novice driver, so it's probably slower than it, I probably go slower than other ones. This yeah. year, I'm driving a 1910 National Racer. Oh wow! That one has a foot brake that actually works, which is very <laughs> exciting because it actually I works. Both hands on the wheel. Which always makes the driver feel better when you're going through a turn. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or before the turn, for that matter. So yeah, absolutely. It, it's a better experience. Yeah. Well, it's, it's phenomenal. I love the fact, the fact that you and Brian and other racers, uh, not only restore these magnificent pieces of history, but take them out and exercise them the way you do. And I know at the, uh, Ironstone Concord, you guys took these old cars out onto that. Big uh, dirt field that uh, Steve Couts was nice enough to grade his uh, hay field away and let you guys take people for incredible rides. I mean, and they're going to do that again this year. I, I I saw more smiles that day and more people just pumped up and excited about riding in those cars. I've got some a great picture of Brian covered in 
speckles of mud. We all were. <laughs> yeah, I think you all were. I was thinking it must have taken you guys a week to clean all the mud off those cars. Well, it was a chore. Yes, it was, Brian says. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Is there a car you've owned that you really wish you had back? No, actually, no. Uh, I, I'm lucky that way, I guess. Um, I've kept the ones that I loved the very, very most and let the ones that I didn't go. Yeah, well, good for you. I've had uh, a lot of, of sob stories on this show of guests, including my own, of cars that I wish I'd kept that I'd let go. Let's talk a little bit about what has you excited and fired up today. I want to start with uh, the projects that you're working on there at Blaine Motorsports Foundation. I think it's great that you cooked, uh, hooked up with Brian and that you guys work on these old cars together. You do a lot of research for him. What has you excited about that position? Well, when you research, you find out about the cars, about the manufacturer, about the components, and you find pictures of the cars, which really help a lot in restoration. And if you want to restore a car accurately, going back to the original sources is the way to go. And I've been very fortunate at researching um, eBay, and then I found a lot of great stuff at the Detroit Public Library and the Antique Automobile Association Library has been extremely helpful, and there's lots and lots of fascinating information, which which I've gotten from them and put up on my website at chuckstoyland.com. It's very cool. And this, this term, Ragtime Racers, this group of you guys, tell me more about that. Well, basically, we Brian wanted to create a group, a name, so people would know what to call us, as opposed to the pre-war racing group or something like that. <laughs> the old guys. <laughs> and ragtime is the era that we represent, the early part of the 20th century. And we go out, We Brian finds the people, or the people find him, hopefully, who want to race their cars at speed on the world-famous racetracks around the country. And it's the coolest thing and the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. And I can't imagine why we don't have a very long line lined up waiting to join us. It's it's incredible. Well, hopefully after this broadcast, uh, there'll be some more people that are aware of what you guys are doing. Of course, I'll push that out there on all my social media so people can learn more about it. Tell us a little bit about your website, Chuck's Toyland. Well, Chuck's Toyland, I've been collecting postcards, photographs, and other paper items for since, oh, for 40 years or more. And it doesn't do any good sitting in my house in my bookcases. So I was going to write a book, but then I thought, well, nowadays everyone creates a website. And then I can add to that indefinitely, yep. which is what I've been doing. Yeah, no, it's cool. I just 17,000 images, for example, recently. Wow. You know, I think it's great that you're sharing this because a lot of people collect things and they don't share them. I know people that collect cars and never take them out, never share them with people, never drive them. They're just kind of financial investments and they sit away in dark rooms and nobody can ever see them. The fact that you share your collection with people is fantastic. Also, that's what you guys are doing there at Blaine Motorsports Foundation, sharing these cars with people, getting people to know about them. I know the big smiles you see on little kids' faces when they see these old cars, uh, either on a website or in real life, if they're lucky enough to go to a car show or a race. Uh, they just go, man, that's a car? I mean, because it's so foreign, the concept of how simple it is. You don't even have windows in that car. Our <laughs> windshield. Yes, yeah, that's true. But yeah. we also uh, invite them to sit in the car, sit at the steering wheel and have pictures taken and 
say, when you grow up, you can be a driver too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. There's a great picture of a past cars. Yeah, I guess. And friend of, of mine and probably yours too, Lynn St. James sitting in one of your guys' car. Oh, yeah. uh, that is just brilliant. Uh, love the shot of her in that car. When you think about the fast car she drove to go all the way back in time, I think it's very cool. Share with us your thoughts about the Ironstone Concorde. This year, it's in its 23rd year. Uh, all week this week, you've heard me talk about Ironstone. I had Gail and Steve Couts, who uh, run the winery there on the show, and it started this thing. What does the Ironstone Concorde mean to you? Well, it means an opportunity to see some really fine quality cars and for us to share our cars with the pop, with the public. And now we get to give them rides to boot and raise money for the future farmers of America. I mean, a worthy cause, fun for everyone, great cars, good weather, wine. What more do you want? <laughs> it's got it all. That's for sure. It's a fantastic event. I'll remind our listeners, just go to ironstoneconcord.org and you can learn a lot more about it. September 23rd is the date. All right, up next is the last lap. And before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com. Or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. Okay, Charles, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. I kind of want to get into your head a little bit here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked in the garage, what would Charles be and why? Well, I'd be something old, no doubt. <laughs> well, it might be fun to be a uh, national six-cylinder car. There were there are a few of those. They raced those in 1909, 1910. Uh-huh. 
We'd love to find one and race it, but we I don't think there's any left in the world right now. Yeah. But they were very successful and uh we have lots of fours, but we don't have any sixes, so that that would be a good thing to wake up to. That's kind of cool. Are you guys uh, are people still finding these old cars stuck in the backs of barns and behind well, buildings and things? I'm not so sure about our pre-war racers, though you never know. I mean, I certainly watch Haggerty's always coming up with another barn find or some buddy in Europe is coming up with a underground garage with, you know, 50 ancient fiats and Porsches and whatnot in them. Even nowadays, it's still possible, apparently, though something pre-war is Edwardian yeah. is getting harder and harder, I imagine. Yeah, rare as hands teeth, as they say. All right, well, we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that national throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive or racing advice you've ever received? Mm, Good question. Well, I guess it'd be break before the turn and shift before the turn. (laughs) Yeah, don't do it in the middle of a turn. That's for sure. You may have been going the wrong way. How about a personal habit of yours that you believe has contributed to your successes over the years? Well, nowadays I work out three times a week whenever I'm at home and stay in good physical shape. And that's important if you're racing. Yeah, absolutely. From the standpoint of being able to turn the wheel to simply simply being uh, alert and aware of what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And take care of yourself. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I'd love to share my website, chuckstoyland.com. If, it's also on Facebook. And the Ragtime Racers are also on Facebook. And you can Google Ragtime Racers and uh, find out more about us there. Absolutely. I'll make sure I put links to all of those on Charles' website here at the Cars yeah website. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would it be? I think it'd be my great-grandfather, Charles E. Test, who I never knew. My grandfather, he died with my grandfather. Test was 16. I never knew my grandfather, Test, for very well either. I was born after his prime. And uh, it'd be fascinating to learn, you know, what his thinking was, his relationship with with Arthur Newby. They were very good friends. And my uncle, my grandfather, my uncle, and a cousin were all named Donald Newby Test. So I really think that says a lot about their friendship and and relationship. Yeah, that'd be pretty darn cool for sure. Must be neat having uh, somebody in your history, your family chain uh, that was involved in old automobiles and loved them like you do. So very, very fortunate. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners? Books. Well, I read the paper, two papers every day. I recommend the Wall Street Journal anyway. Okay, well, Um, we can recommend that. I'd have to think about that. I don't have enough time to think about a book right now. Well, we'll put Wall Street Journal there as a daily reader. There we go. I'll remind our listeners you can find all these links on Charles' show notes page on the Cars yeah! website. Just type Charles Test in there, and that page will pop right up. All right, Charles, today I'm going to buy you a very cool car, collector car, race car, doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to buy it and park it in your garage. But there are some rules to this game that may make it a little bit of a challenge. Uh, I don't think this is a tough rule. You need to drive it. No garage queens allowed around here. So that's an easy one. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So that little uh, ingenious idea, it's like getting the Aladdin's lamp and wishing for a thousand wishes. 
Can't do that one either. You got to keep this car. But here's the kicker. It's the only collector car you can have in your garage. So what's it going to be? Mm, gosh, I feel I already have it. Well, you may be one of those lucky few here on cars, yeah, that does already have that. Is that the 1911 National? Well, it, yes, it would be. But I own four Nationals. So, uh, Oh, my gosh. They're well, all, they're all do, special. You, do you have a favorite? Do I dare ask which of your children is a favorite? Well, I think it's still the 1911 right now, but, you know, there's a 1903 National Electric buggy, 1905 National Model C, a 1910 National Racer, and a 1911 National uh, Speedway Roadster. All special in their own ways. Yeah, I think with a garage like that, I think it's easy for you to say, Mark, you don't need to buy me a car. I've got everything I need. I just need more money to buy more cars or restore more cars. Well, hey, don't we all? Yeah, that's for (laughs) sure. That's for sure. Well, Charles, you've taken me on a great ride today. This has been fun talking with you, reconnecting with you after that fabulous drive you took me on in your car during the Ironstone Concours last year. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 1911 National? Well, we'll be at... Ironstone this year coming up later this month, and we'll have the 1910 and the 1911 Nationals there, I believe. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, That's looking the... for lots of looking for lots of uh, people to give rides to, and there's going to be eight ragtime racers there, I believe, and we're going to be giving at least 40 rides. Wow, wow. Uh, well, that's going to take place on the 23rd. I encourage you to attend the Ironstone Concours. It's a fabulous event. I don't think you'll go to any other event that's quite like this one. You can go ride in an old race car on a dirt field and then go down to the lake and ride in an amphicar. Uh, I mean, there's so many cool things. In the afternoon, when it's getting a little warm, go up to the wine tasting room and taste some of their beautiful wines there at the Ironstone Vineyards. It's an incredible experience. You know what? The ticket's 25 bucks. I mean, you, you can't, you cannot beat this for an incredible adventure. So check it out at the ironstoneconcord.org. Charles, thanks for calling in today, being so generous with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Ironstone Concord. Take care. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me? on the Cars Yeah! TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah! podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!